Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Happy Friday, gang. Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Joined, as I am every Friday, by, well, today she's called herself the boss, but she's also known as Chris Sacco. <laughs> well, you didn't have to share that with everyone. Hi, Steph. Hi, Jared. Hello. Or, as Jared has named himself today, just Jay, the artist formerly known as the letter J. Hi, Jay. How are you? Hello. I'm too busy for, for to type out my full name, so everyone gets <laughs> Jay for today. Okay. It's a J day. Well, I think next time I'll try and come up with a better name because KLC recruitment is not as creative as the boss and Jay. So, (laughs) (laughs) guys, today we actually had one of our team, the lovely Moksha, say to me in the office last week that she had had come across um, a topic that she thought would be interesting for the podcast, which, absolutely, Moksha, thank you very much for... We'll take it. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is also a really good one because Moksha is boots on the ground talking to job seekers all day every day so it's a very real and very relevant um, topic um, as it's something she came across but basically the the question that she posed to me was if someone has been self-employed how do they go about selling that on their resume so they may have been self-employed they may have been a contractor um, and there are lots of different industries and lots of different reasons why you would do that. But how do you go selling that on your resume is the first question. And then what are some of the hurdles you might face and how do you overcome them? The boss, what do you think? I wonder whether this comes from me asking Moksha, how do I get out of here? I've been self-employed for the last 14 years. What do I do? You don't um, have a resume, so you're not going anywhere. Well, that's why I started this business because I couldn't write a resume. Um, so I think I think that you have to use your self-employment absolutely to your advantage and you have to be able to sell um, all the good things about it. There are definitely hurdles and I think of hurdles as, as well. I often, I often do think if I was ever to work for somebody else again, what would be the hurdles? And some of the big ones are, if you've been your own boss, you're never gonna to wanna to be a big boss around again, which could be a real hurdle. Um, they could be, why couldn't you run a successful business? There's lots of, there's lots of issues that, that could be associated with being your own boss. But the upside is that you are self-disciplined, you are driven, so you need to sell that. Um, and I'm probably jumping and being a bit scattered here, Steph, but I'm sure you'll work with this. But, and of course, I. As a self-employed person, you of course can't use yourself as a referee, as we have seen before on <laughs> resumes. So you have to be a bit more creative on who you can have as a referee, and that might be a, a client, a supplier, um, a candidate. So it just it requires a different level of thinking. I agree, and I, I mean, if you're going to put yourself down as a referee, I hope it's a good one, first off. That would be one of my... <laughs> if you're going to give yourself a poor reference, then... You're not good for any job, I can say that much. But I think you're Did right. you rehire this person? No. <laughs> what do you rate their skills out of 10? Two. Well, you've got to give yourself a better reference than that. It's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think you're right though, Chris, that 
it's about the skills that you have and you still have skills. Just because you're self-employed doesn't mean you don't have the skills. You probably have a great set of skills and that's what's led you, what has led you to that point. But I think it's also about potentially explaining to potential employers why you are no longer contracting, using your own ABN, being self-employed. So it may be that there's been a change in your circumstances, personal circumstances. Um, it may be that you've decided that Actually, being my own boss isn't all it's cracked up to be. Being other people's boss isn't all it's cracked up to be. The tax man comes for a lot of me all, every month, every quarter. So there could be a whole range of reasons why. So you need to, number one, from my perspective, communicate that to potential employers. Because as you said, Chris, people want to know, well, why do you not want to work for yourself anymore? Were you not good at it? And that's probably not the answer. There's probably something else that's the answer as to why. It could be COVID, it could be the economy, yeah. it could be all of those are genuine. No one's going to ask another question past that. And again, depending on the industry, if you've worked in an industry that was, you know, 95% of your clients were, you know, it was from government contracts and then government decide that actually we're not going to manufacture that onshore anymore and it's going to go offshore and you lose 95% of your business, that makes complete sense as to why you may say, you know what, closing up shop, wrapping it up. So it's about being able to justify it. And then I think, and Jared, this is where I think your expertise will come in handy here. It's about, <laughs> or maybe not based on that face, it's about how you then use the skills that you have and how you then pop those on your resume so that you then are presenting yourself as an employee versus someone that's been self-employed. What are your tips, Jared, from that perspective? Well, as we've sort of touched base on, I think that it's important to know that just because you work for yourself doesn't mean that you haven't picked up an incredible amount of skills or um, and you haven't been doing an incredible amount of things. And Chris, you're probably best to comment on this, but your role is so much more than just a director of a business. There's a whole lot more that comes with that. Now, when writing a resume or, or, or coming across and, and applying for something else, it's important to reflect on what you've done and remember i guess if chris if, if you were moving from a director to, to back into a recruitment consultant role i'm not sure why you would but what were your transferable skills from from what you were doing and what did you pick up and what sort of knowledge do you have um, from being a director that could aid another business um, especially if you're stepping back into into a lower level role it's important to show that you have the ability to do that some some places will be threatened by someone who's come from a higher level or someone who's run their own business coming in but you want to be able to show your ideas and what you've learned from that experience and and what sort of positive impacts you can bring into an organization um, to assist them um, as i said some directors may find that a little bit intimidating especially if you've been successful in what you've done um, but it's very important to um, i guess reflect on what you've done right what you've done wrong but bare and bones your skills and the skills that you've picked up throughout working in a role, but also as a director running a business um, that will be really influential in, in a new role, um, whatever that may be. And if you were a, like a contractor, for example, so you have your own ABN and you might have a, you might have an, a handful of clients, the fact that you can go into different industries, maybe different workplaces, so you might be, you work, might work in accounts, you might work in projects, it could be a whole range of different things. The fact that you often come in and you have to be able to pivot from industry to industry to client need to client need 
often you would be dealing with very different personalities in different workplaces. Those are all skills. Not everyone possesses those as skills. So I also think, just like you were saying, Jared, you need to think about what you do, whether it's as a director or as a contractor who's you know got their own ABN and they're, and they're self-employed. What do you do outside of the, the tasks and functions of your job that are those transferable skills that you may not even know that you do because you just do it because that is how you make money. You, you service four different clients, you go on site, you do X, Y, Z. Not everyone can do that. So sell that. That is a skill that you need to sell. Mm-hmm. Chris, you touched on, and so open this up to the to the floor, you touched on the reference check one. So one of the skills yep. that you absolutely may face if you are your own boss or you're self-employed is if you decide that you want to be employed by someone else, depending on the industry, depending on the environment, depending on their their processes and their procedures, you may have to provide two references of which one may have to be your most recent manager of which was yourself. <laughs> so mm-hmm. through, Chris, you did talk about it really briefly before, but how maybe how do you actually have that conversation? So maybe you could give us some kind of scripted tips on how you would have that conversation with a potential employer. I don't know that I've got a script for you, Steph, but I think what you need to be, well, you're absolutely being um, transparent right from the start of your interview and they've seen that you've been self-employed. But you need to present options to them. So do thinking for your panel. I think that's what you need to do. So if it was me going for a recruitment role, um, I would provide options of major clients that are reputable, um, that can speak well on my behalf. Because of course, if it's a recruitment role I'm going for, then my new company may also see that as a potential in to another opportunity, another client for them. You would maybe talk to a uh, maybe a senior executive that you've placed um, about the experience. And you would have other professions that you've worked with. It might be your accountant that you've had for many years. Um, so there's lots of different people that you might be able to use. It's a tough one. For me, for example, it's been 14 years since I worked for anyone. So I'm sure they'll remember me from 14 years ago, but I'm not sure that they were going to remember in what capacity or how good I was um, or how bad I was. Um, maybe that's why you started your own business. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, Sorry. But, you know, it, but the thing is that if I was bad, they would remember me because you always remember the bad stuff about people. So I could go back and say, well, here's somebody from 20 years ago. They're in a Zimmer frame now, but you can talk to them. Yeah, and how relevant um, is it? Because you of... 20 years ago is very different to you of today. Yeah, so I think you, you provide options. Here's a client, here's my accountant, here's, you know, here are the, some of the best ones that I've got, you know. Um, yeah. You can talk to my team, but, you know, what's in it for the team? Yeah. Talk to them about how I manage them. Will you two be nice? Will you be good referees for me? Always. Jared, Potentially. Like, <laughs> for you. Well, things like a business coach or a mentor or something like that, could you use someone like that who's seen you through a process? Jared is on it this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of the best questions you've ever asked, Jared. (laughs) I love it. My next, well, here we go. I'm going to crash and burn now. But my other thought is um, 
we know what's coming up as a reference. If you're a business owner and you're looking for a new role, you know they're going to do references. You need to be open enough to have the conversation of, I was a business owner, I was running my own organisation, I was a sole contractor. So there's nothing wrong with bringing that up in an interview and saying that um, references might be harder to come by or what would you be looking for in references so you can start that process earlier. You don't want to get to the final hurdle and fall down. That's the same with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know you're not going to have a good reference or whatever it is in any um, job interview process. But if that's the situation you're in and you know it's going to be tough, you can always ask what the expectation of references is to get in front of the board. Wow. To do the objection handling. Jared, that's amazing. (laughs) Who are you? Thank you, but the sarcasm as that I don't provide anything any other time is hurting my feelings. What we said and what you heard were two very different things, just for the record. <laughs> what she said, absolutely. <laughs> it's good to be back, isn't it, Jared? Great, Great to, be to be back. Well, Chris, I think it's only fitting next week. You're not going to be with us. We've kicked you off the pod for a week and we're going to get one of it. We're going to have a special guest to join us next week. So fair that you get to have the closing remarks on this week what are your takeaways what are what are the takeaways i am self-employed i am a sole contractor i have decided i no want to be that no want to be that that's not english i no longer want to be that <laughs> i no want that clearly i have a two-year-old can you tell i speak like a two-year-old <laughs> i no longer want to be that what can i do what are the tips how do i eliminate the hurdles i think I, i'm going to throw something in that we haven't even talked about right. and, and i'll do that because you know my brain's just woken up it's the end of the week um i think if you you have been self-employed and you're going through a role you need to give 100 percent assurance to your potential employer that there is closure from the last job to the one that you're applying yeah. for eliminate all doubt because if they think that you've still got one foot in and one foot out, you're not going to be the contender. So I think it's about being absolutely transparent. I think it's about um, knowing what your transferable skills are and being able to sell them. Being able to show that you can be managed, but you come as an easily managed person because you know what it takes. And I think to wrap it up, as we've talked about, as Jared had some great ideas, about as well um, when it comes to references. Talk about that up front because you know that's a hurdle and provide some solutions there. Make it easy for these people. You're gonna be the best recruit that ever was. Thank you very much, Chris. The boss, you are signed off, you are done. Jared or Jay just had to drop in his one little pearl of wisdom and he clocked off. (laughs) Yep, I'm done. I'll see you you next Friday. (laughs) Well, whoever whoever the guest is next week, can you be really nice to them? Yeah, oh, I will be. No, yeah, no promise, Jared. Depends what ideas they have. So basically, <laughs> if they don't outshine you, they're fine. If if they're starting to outshine me, that's when I'll bring them down a peg. I would expect Correct. nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you've been a pleasure as always. And we will see, not you, Chris, but Jared, I'll see you next week on Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. 
That's all for this episode. See you next Friday. 